Hello, listeners. It's Crystal Clear here, the host of More Morgulons, and you have tuned in to the show, More Morgulons. It's a podcast about my life living with Morgulons and becoming a cyborg. Yes, um, I don't really think I'm becoming a cyborg, not any more than any other person who's attached to their cell phone 24-7. However, I do believe that DARPA funded the research behind smart dust, smart specs, aka Morgulons. I don't know. I do know that there are a bunch of um, flying feather worms, aka white flyers, um, every fucking where around my house. Is it smart dust? Huh? Is it true about NASA seeding the clouds with this technology? Uh, no. Probably not. But it is interesting that NASA's Ames Research Center and Singularity University, Ray Kurzweil's uh, Masters of the Universe School, and Google's headquarters are all located next to each other. So let's discuss this smart dust. Sounds like a new formulation of Adderall. One huff and Johnny's ready for the test. Um, neural dust. If that doesn't make you wonder how long it'll be until you turn into a cyborg, then you're not paying attention. I wasn't either. Holy fuck, you guys. Could you back up my memories to the cloud, please? Yes. Thank you. And could you delete all the memories of Morgulons? Yes. Excellent. Could you delete the actual Morgulons? Well, then, uh, uh, <sighs> Does anyone know how to get rid of these things? Anyone? Anyone out there listening? If there's anyone out there listening, thanks for listening. I'm gonna go have some clouds. Oh shit, I just got Omicron too. Stealth dust. This plague has so many sequels, it's starting to feel like a Marvel Comics franchise. Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Urgent update, y'all. Remember how I quit my job without notice because I didn't feel safe on the premises of my workplace after a bully tried to kill me? Um, yeah, that's a true story, and I don't even think I'm being gang stalked. Um, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I uh, got severance. Yeah, cha ching! I got over $10,000 severance. 
Never gotten severance when I resigned. See, this is when you look at your decisions and you say, sometimes it's good to be litigious and aggressive about it because um, a violation of my rights and a civil tort has occurred. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know what? If you're not fighting for justice on your own behalf, then who the fuck's going to do it for you, man? Nobody. Nobody. I'll do it for you a little bit if you got more ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not doing really anything. I'm making a podcast. But I will say, like, it's better than doing nothing. And not to shame you listeners out there. You listeners are what make this possible. Um, I'm just saying, do something. Listen. Talk. Uh, go to the CDC. I, I don't know. I don't think the CDC is going to do anything. I don't think they're even competent enough to do anything at this point. Um, you know what? That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm sure there's a ton of competent people working at the CDC. Um, I just personally, and I'm sure many of you out there have also kind of lost your faith in um, the CDC's leadership of our public health program here in America, the country with the most fatalities from China virus. Um, yeah, just a little brief uh, crystal clears ball uh, prophecy prediction wild fucking shot in the dark guess. Um, Easter. Easter Sunday. Coming this Easter Sunday. Omicron 2. Stealth. Yeah, guys. Um, or is it Omicron 3? Yes. Did you guys know there's three Omicrons? I think I read that back when this all started uh, on Black Friday. So we got Good Friday, Black Friday. Um, you know, it's like, could we tart... What... If, if I am Xi Jinping, a.k.a. the madman who runs China and who wants to rule the world in a Chinese-dominated global system, look at what he's done in Africa. Oh, right. By the way, you guys, have you checked in with the uh, NYT? Great newspaper, although pretty politically safe there um, with your reporting. They just did an article about the mystery of COVID in Africa. Um, yeah, it's just baffling that nobody in Africa basically has died of COVID. I mean, not nobody. Obviously, there's people in every single country all over the world who've died of COVID. That's what's so tragic about all this. But the numbers, I mean, they don't even compare. It's like Africa's the continent that gets hit over and over over with, like, the worst new fucking fangled bugs, plagues, Ebola, HIV, um, malaria, that's not a new one, but, um, y'all get what I'm saying, like, Africa is not known for its excellent public health infrastructure, um, for the most part, and although I'm sure in some countries in Africa, they probably have really great, uh, infrastructure, but let's just say it's basically South Africa, um, and a few others, um, but, yeah, like, what the fuck, the mystery, well, the mystery, I've got a hypothesis, that could explain it. Chinese designed a bioweapon that targets people based on genetic traits of populations. Yeah, that's why America, with the quote, best healthcare system in the world, has had the most deaths. Yeah, but we have diabetes and hypertension and blah, blah. Yeah, other countries do as well. Um, and I don't think that that can quite account for the differences. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of research is out there for that. It just seems a little bit odd. Um, India? Okay, there's a billion people over there. They're crammed in. People are, like, pooping on the street. I mean, they do that in San Francisco, too. But, like, still, and y'all know what I'm saying. They don't quite have the access to clean uh, drinking water, public health, sanitation stuff that we do here in America as, you know, as, as a, in a blanket manner. I know they have it in some. There's a lot of really um, metropolitan, big city, fancy places in India. But y'all get my drift here, okay? Um, India and America when it comes to resources, obviously. And they got about a half million dead. We got a million dead. I'm sorry. That just doesn't make sense. By the way, China just uh, announced that it was going to be opening its uh, second naval base on the African continent. First one's in Djibouti. Yeah, as in, I don't want that Djibouti juice. That's what the kids at the mental hospital call it when somebody gets a chemical restraint, a shot of Haldol. Ah, he got the booty juice. Yes, it's a shot in the butt. (laughs) It's not funny. It's actually not funny, but the kids are funny. Even in that craziness. What was I talking about? Africa? COVID? Morgues? Who the fuck knows? Actually, this whole episode was supposed to be about smart dust. But, you know, I think that it is good to create a context here of surreal reality that uh, we possibly live in. I don't know what's true anymore. Um, yeah, I do. I, I know what's definitely true, what's definitely not true. And then there's a whole fucking lot in between of ambiguous uncertainty. Um, and most, yeah, like mo- the vast majority of it is laying in that area, especially when it comes to Morgulons, especially when it comes to COVID. And um, especially when it comes to actually this topic I wanna to talk about today, smart dust. What is it? Smart specs. What is it? Is it Morgulons? Is it even a technology that has been like developed or is it just an idea for a technology? I don't know. I'm hoping somebody can call the cave. Give me a cave call. Let me know what you know. Um, but until then, let's just like do a little, little deep dive. Not really a deep dive. Let's do a little bit of a belly flop into this topic with uh, a visit to the wiki page about smart dust. Stay tuned. Smart dust. What is it? Um, smart dust is a system of many tiny microelectromechanical systems, such as sensors, robots, or other devices that can detect, for example, they can detect light, temperature, vibration, magnetism, or chemicals. They are usually operated on a computer network wirelessly and are distributed over some area to perform tasks, usually sensing through radio frequency identification. Without an antenna of much greater size, the range of tiny smart dust communication devices is measured in a few millimeters. That's the range, is millimeters. And they may be vulnerable to electromagnetic disablement and destruction by microwave exposure. So that's how you get rid of the morgulons. You just put yourself in the microwave and hit reheat. Um, some people with morgulons say that, um, that they are they affect electronics strangely being around electronics they think that they affect them strangely i don't know if that's true i just know that um i anything would not surprise me 
Design and engineering. The concepts for Smart Dust emerged from a workshop at RAND in 1992. The RAND Corporation Research and Development is what RAND stands for. It's an American nonprofit global policy think tank created in 1948 by Douglas Aircraft Company to offer research and analysis to the United States Armed Forces. It is financed by the U.S. government and private endowment corporations, universities, and private individuals. That's what the RAND group is, the RAND Corporation. Uh, so the concept emerged from a workshop at RAND in 1992 and a series of DARPA ISAT studies. So DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's uh, basically the people that emitted the internet, okay? It was formed in 1958, um, ARPA, but it was originally known as Advanced Research Projects agency. Um, but in response to the Soviets launching uh, Sputnik in 1957, good old Ike, Dwight D. Eisenhower, collaborated um, with academia, industry, and government partners. DARPA was formed, and it formulates and executes research and development projects to expand the frontiers of technology and science, often beyond immediate U.S. military requirements. So now that we know who the RAND Corporation are and DARPA, um, this is uh, the people that are behind the smart desk concept. Um, it was a long time ago, you guys. In 1992? 92? 92? That's 30 years ago, folks. Okay? Um, so, yeah. It emerged from a workshop in 1992 and a series of DARPA ISAT studies in the mid-1990s due to the potential military applications of the technology. The work was strongly influenced. So imagine, guys, we're talking about smart dust, right? We're talking about computer chips the size of, we're talking about robots the size of, we're talking about um, sensors the size of dust, okay? They communicate very short range in the millimeters short range over a wireless network with one another. Swarm behavior. Remember, we were talking about this two episodes ago. Smart dust research proposal was presented to DARPA, written by Christopher S.J. Pister. Uh, and he's a professor of electrical engineering and computer science at University of California, Berkeley. Um, he's the founder and CTO, chief technology officer of Dust Networks. Um, so yeah, that guy, uh, Joe Kahn and Bernard Bozer, all from the University of California, Berkeley in 1997. Y'all, this is about the time Borgelon started coming out. Mm-hmm. Mid-90s? Yes. Uh, the proposal to build wireless sensor nodes with a volume of one cubic millimeter was selected for funding in 1998. The project led to a working moat smaller than a grain of rice, moat smaller than a grain of rice, and larger COTS dust, C-O-T-S dust devices kicked off the tiny OS effort at Berkeley. Uh, the tiny OS effort is an embedded component-based operating system and platform for low-power wireless devices, such as those used in wireless sensor networks, smart dust, ubiquitous computing, personal area networks, building automation, and smart meters. It is written in the programming language NES-C as a set of cooperating tasks and processes. Yeah, but you guys really wanted to know that. Um, the concept was later expanded upon by Chris Pister, that same guy we were talking about, um, the, the, the professor. Uh, it was expanded upon in 2001. A recent review discusses various techniques to make smart dust and sensor networks beyond millimeter dimensions to the micrometer 
level. I don't get that. Um, oh, it's smaller. They're saying we're going to make even smaller dust. The ultra-fast systems component of the Nanoelectronics Research Center at the University of Glasgow is a founding member of a large international consortium which is developing a related concept, smart specs. Hmm, smart specs. Isn't it interesting how Morgulon's people say that they have black specs? I think it's interesting. Never really used the word specs before, uh, you know, got Morgulon's it's like, how often do you see a speck of something and feel the need to comment on it? Um, well, when you have like 100 black specks coming out of your hand, you'll know. You'll be saying that word a lot. Um, but this is the only other context I've seen this in. Smart specks. Just interesting. Just, I mean, it doesn't mean anything necessarily. It's just interesting. Um, especially since it seems like Glasgow is a location where, um, you know, a lot of people have Morgulons. <laughs> Just from what I gather, maybe, perhaps. Um, Smart Dust entered the Gartner hype cycle on emerging technologies in 2003 and returned in 2013 as the most speculative entrant. So the Gartner hype cycle is a graphical presentation developed, used, and branded by the American Research Advisory and Information Technology firm Gartner to represent the maturity, adoption, and social application of specific technologies. The hype cycle claims to provide a graphical and conceptual presentation of the maturity of emerging technologies through five phases. The model is not perfect, and research so far shows possible improvements for the model. So, um... It's basically, the hype cycle goes technology, trigger, peak of inflated expectations, trough of disillusionment, slope of enlightenment, plateau of productivity. So if you go visibility and time are the axes on the hype cycle uh, graph. Um, In 2022, oh, that's this year. A nature paper written, a nature, a paper in nature, written by Shyamanas Golakota, Vikram Iyer, Hans Gazenbauer, and Thomas Daniel, all from the University of Washington, presented tiny, lightweight, programmable, battery-free wireless sensors that can be dispersed in the wind. These devices were inspired by dandelion seeds that can travel as far as a kilometer in dry, windy, and warm conditions. They presented tiny, lightweight, programmable, battery-free wireless sensors that can be dispersed in the wind. Okay, what do you mean they presented them? Like they invented them and they're like floating on the wind right now? Is that what those white flyers are in my room? In my car? And everywhere I turn? Um, Y'all, it's really weird because I cannot tell if this is a real... Um, if this is a real technology, um, you know, let's just say that in 2002, there was a science fiction thriller written by Michael Crichton about nano robots, which attack in swarms. It was called Prey, P-R-E-Y. Um, that was 20 years ago. Uh, (sighs) micro robotic swarms really and truly kind of seem like what the Morgulons <laughs> are doing during a species swarm because I have come to the conclusion that these things are not living in the normal sense that we mean. Um, they uh, 
assemble themselves and it's just normal that any kind of simple configuration is a string. Um, they are made of crystals, it seems like, when you look at these things up close. Crystal thin films, crystal lattice networks, crystal... I mean, this is the stuff of nanotechnology. That's what this shit looks like, you guys. <sighs> Nanobots. Well, all I can say is that the new, the new evolved human race is here. It looks like crystal clear. You're welcome, universe. Thanks, Ray Kurzweil, for fucking... Yeah, I don't know. Probably has nothing to do with the lesions on my face that I've had for two years. Um, but who knows? I mean, you know, I'm thinking about early Morgulon's uh, experience that was one of the first Morgulon's experience where I started thinking, oh my God, like this is not normal, like, at all, like, it's not even remotely scabies, like, there is no normal explanation for this, um, one of those experiences was when I was sitting in my car, and all of a sudden, um, like, there was this spray configuration of these tiny, what looked like dried blood, like, in a fanned out kind of, like, uh, design, was coming out of, like, a small hole in my skin, and, um, the blue on one side, foil on the other side, Morgulon, had come out of my skin. And what looked like to be in this spray configuration all over my skin was like red. It looked like dried blood, but it wasn't dried blood, you guys. Blood doesn't come out dried. It comes out wet, and then it dries. Um, and that just shows you, you know, Ray Kurzweil said, hey, we're going to create... Um, nanotechnology that's the size of a red blood cell. And they'll go around just repairing shit and doing all kinds of wonderful things for you. Thanks, Ray! 